Welcome to the SSU Career Chat, brought to you by the Sonoma State University Career Center. I'm Callie. I'm Ashley. And I'm Lily. Thanks for listening in. If you're wanting to learn more about major to career exploration or career outlook, then you're in the right place. We've got a great episode for you all, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the SSU Career Chat. Welcome back, listeners. It's Callie. Right now, we have an episode for you featuring three interviews from Sonoma State alumni who started out in pre-nursing but did not end up studying nursing at SSU. Because of the limited availability for the nursing program, many students in the pre-nursing program do not get admitted into nursing or else they decide that nursing is not right for them after all. Fortunately, there are a lot of options for you if you do not end up in nursing or if you just want to learn more about the career paths available to you. Stick around to learn more. Our first interview is with Kaylee. Kaylee majored in Spanish and is continuing to work toward her nursing degree. All right, Kaylee, we are recording. So will you tell us a little bit about how you came to Sonoma State? Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in Sonoma County. Um, You know, I always loved the campus. Um, You know, I had a family member who went there. It just seemed, you know, I wanted to stay local, especially with nursing. You know, I wanted to work in the hospitals locally as well. So it just, it seemed like the perfect spot for me. I applied and then um, I did actually get into the pre-nursing major. So that was, um, you know, it was an impact major. And I still remember, you know, the weeks before kind of feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm going to get in. You know, it's all those self-doubts. And then um, I still remember logging on and seeing the congratulations, you know, and then just flipping out because I knew that, you know, I'm getting chills even right now, but I just, I completely knew that that was where I was supposed to be. And so I, I started in the pre-nursing major. Um, you know, I lived on campus for the first year, even though I was in Sonoma County, just because I wanted that experience. Um, and I actually roomed with four other really wonderful girls. Two of them were also in pre-nursing. So it was really nice that, you know, even when I was staying up at 1 a.m. or, you know, we had to get up at 5.30 or 6 for our anatomy class, you know, they were all doing it at the same time too. The long nights of studying or the, oh my gosh, I've been studying for eight hours. I need Taco Bell right now, you know? So it's it was so important for me to have those girls. and you know, it was one of the best experiences. And then with pre-nursing, you know, I got in and I was also bilingual already at the time. So, so I was doing my Spanish minor classes while doing the nursing prereqs and kind of thinking, oh my gosh, Kayla, you're bananas. Like this is one of the hardest majors. How are you going to take on a minor at the same time? And I remember everyone thinking, oh my gosh, Kaylee, you know, kind of echoing that same thing, like, what are you doing? But, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but it ended up being one of the greatest things for me. So I don't want to jump in on any of your questions, but I can elaborate on that as well. <laughs> wow, that sounds like you took on a lot of work. Like you said, nursing is really intensive, pre-nursing. Yeah, no, it definitely was. You know, we started with biology and chemistry and then, you know, throughout the course, you go into um, anatomy, physiology and microbiology. Once those prereqs are done, then you can apply for the actual nursing program. So so what happened after you finished your pre-nursing program? Oh, the question. <laughs> so that actually, um, you know, I mentioned I started a Spanish minor and I applied to the Sonoma State nursing program and I did not get in. I was waitlisted my first year. So, you know, I was spot, you know, I think number five or six or seven, I can't remember now. Oh, um, wow. 
on the wait list. And, you know, I remember kind of thinking, well, that would mean, um, you know, five or six or seven people would have to either not accept or not get in over the summer. So it was a lot of waiting and just kind of, you know, your hopes. And this is two years after, you know, being there. And then your hopes kind of just go boop, like it completely deflates because you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I still want this. Um, you know, I had such great support from the pre-nursing teachers, the pre-nursing, you know, advisors, and it just, but again, at that time, you know, you feel like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that ever happened, but it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise. I, you know, kind of dwelled on it for a little while. I was completely bummed and, you know, just really hopeful on the wait list because I still wanted to get my nursing degree from Sonoma State. Still do actually. Um, but the really exciting thing was that it brought me to my Spanish major. And the way that happened was because um, I didn't get in and, you know, I kind of thought, well, I've been at Sonoma State, you know, about two years now, and I still want to graduate. I still want to be a Seawolf. I don't want to leave. I'm here. And then I looked at, you know, my advising, um, ARR, I think it was, I can't remember, think of the name now. And then I looked at the classes I needed and I realized I could graduate um, in three years total with my Spanish degree, just oh, wow. completely knocking it out. And so I didn't get in to Sonoma State Nursing, like I said, but it brought me to my Spanish major, which was a complete blessing in disguise. You know, I still knew nursing would always be what I ultimately would do. I still believe that wholeheartedly. Um, you know, I, that is what I am meant to do. But what I didn't know is that Spanish would allow me to help and treat and be an advocate for so many more people, just based on the ability to speak another language and to, like I said, it was a complete blessing in disguise, just being able to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it in our previous season about how being bilingual opens up so many more doors than if you just speak one language. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I was able to pick up languages so quickly. And because I was spoken to um, my grandma's Hungarian, so she spoke in Hungarian to me when I was younger and, you know, break down language barriers that can really affect people's care. And ultimately, you know, if they don't feel comfortable speaking in a language that's not their first language, you know, that can affect your own healing. It can affect your outlook on your healing process. And so that I think triggered a language part of my brain. So that Spanish just came, you know, and all of a sudden I was in classes with the native speakers, um, you know, just really fluently speaking and kind of just, you know, I would think in Spanish, I would dream in Spanish. And, you know, that helped me be more confident in my ability to help my future patients. So, um, you know, at the time it was like a, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that ever happened, but it ended up being a really, really great thing. So. Yeah. It seems like it was meant to happen. You were able to make your Spanish skills even better and <laughs> you're still able to chase your nursing dream. Yep, exactly. And so, you know, the way that that kind of ended up unfolding and where I am now, it was a lot of trusting in the process, having absolutely no idea what was going to happen or how it was going to happen. And, you know, I'm sure if there's any pre-nursing students listening to this, you have an exact idea of how your two years, five years, 10 year plan will work out. You have it down to a T. It's probably written down in a journal somewhere, just you're following it to a T. And I was that person and the universe just said, you know what, this is not what you're meant to do. And that was okay. It took me a while to accept that. It I was the, you know, the type A, oh my gosh, my plan is now foiled. Well, no, it, like I said, it ended up being an even better plan that I didn't know existed. But at the time I had no one to tell me, 
no, this will, this will be okay. You know? So that's one thing that I would tell the pre-nursing students now for sure that, you know, your plan may change along the way and you may have no control over it and it's going to drive you bonkers, but you don't know how good it could take you. So, and you know, kind of where I am now, I graduated with my Spanish degree. I started working for a little while. I am in my second semester now. I did apply to Sonoma State's nursing program again, but I actually also got into Santa Rosa Junior College's nursing program. So I live in Santa Rosa. I'd already graduated from Sonoma State. I decided to accept it. Would have been third. COVID kind of put that on pause. But um, so I'm planning on graduating with my associates in nursing in um, May of 2022. And what would be amazing is I'm actually um, potentially in the process of applying to Sonoma State's bridge bachelor's in nursing program. So kind of going to be a full circle thing. Hopefully, you know, I'm keeping all kind of just keeping all eyes open, kind of just being open to the different things that can happen. Um, but I would love to be a Seawolf again. So right now I'm working as an account representative for Life West Ambulance. So um, I always knew I wanted to go into critical care nursing and and honestly, but the Spanish and the multi-languages department at Sonoma State kind of took me in because, you know, I was trying to do my Spanish seminar as well as the 400 classes, as well as a 300 class all in the last semester. And it was kind of like a, well, you have to finish this to get to this one. But I just asked everybody if I could do it all at the same time. <laughs> so, you know, um, Professor Reader, Professor Train, um, you know, they were all, Dr. Clark, they were all just absolutely wonderful and kind of, you know, nudging me along the way and being like, oh my gosh, I'm in a class with native speakers. They're all so amazing. And I'm still learning how to speak the language. Right. But like I mentioned, just having those teachers support me, um, it was incredible. Kind of just them saying, no, you can do this. So I did graduate with uh, magna cum laude with dis department distinction. And I think that really is because of the instructors that are kind of helping me along the way. So. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like talking to your professors really got you farther. Yes, absolutely. I would definitely recommend that um, to the students who are, you know, whether they're thinking about going a different way, whether they're super passionate about the major that they're in, just because they're there to help you. They're there to support. They love what they do. And if you show an interest, they will help you wherever you need to go. So whether it's studying abroad, you know, when that returns kind of after COVID, um, whether it's talking, you know, really loving a book that you read, you know, Dr. Clark would talk about any book you love. My bachelor's degree in Spanish allowed me to have this role in the meantime while I am in nursing school. And the ability to speak Spanish has helped me so much in my clinical experiences. Being a Sonoma County resident, um, you know, I volunteered during the fires and there was, like you mentioned, you know, the ability to speak another language has just been, every day I realize I'm so fortunate to have had this journey available to me so <laughs> oh I'm so glad <laughs> and by the time that you're finished with all of this you're going to have two super useful degrees well and I think a lot of that is you know thanks to the people who got me here basically um you know I the like I mentioned the pre-nursing and the nursing team at Sonoma State is wonderful and um you know the Santa Rosa JC in the team that they have together, the ability to accept Santa Rosa JC students into their bridge program, you know, the 
kind of like a cohort among Sonoma County and the local counties as well. I think that's wonderful. Professor Reeder would talk about Spain and being able to translate documents. So it's just, they're all just so passionate about what they do. And I think a lot of myself as well as my um, peers success is because of them. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that everything worked out after not, you know, your original plans didn't go as you had envisioned, but <laughs> it seems like everything's working out for you. And I'm really glad to see that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate. That's what I keep going back to because at the end of all of this, you know, I'm still learning, I'm still growing, but I, throughout this journey, I've been kicked down quite a few times. And if anything, it can show you how much you want it because, you know, it's like I've said, you know, I've always, there's always been outs, right? Like there's always been times where, oh my gosh, this is so hard or, oh my gosh, I had another door close in my face. I could just stare at the closed door, not to get all very, you know, super metaphorical, but I can just stare at the closed door or I can reopen it. And I think that was the key to myself as well as my peers, you know, kind of just saying things will stop you along the way, but you kind of have to look at yourself and say, no, I really want this. Like, no, it's important to me to get my Spanish degree for my future patients. It's important for me to get my nursing license to be able to advocate for as many people as I can. So it's a lot of that for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. I, we have sort of one last question, which is what yeah. advice do you have for our listeners? But you've given us so much great advice. <laughs> if there's anything else no, you want I to say or just anything at all, this is your chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think, you know, it's, I kind of babble, but I really am so passionate about my experience at Sonoma State as well as, um, you know, being a part of on-campus activities. You know, I, I worked at the Career Center on campus as well as, you know, I worked at the box office at Sonoma State, working for the Green Music Center as well as the Student Center, and just, you know, being able to lean on so many different people. When things did get tough, you know, you have to have a support system um, whether that's a roommate, you know, a significant other, a really good friend can just have an escape and kind of say, you know what, I'm going to take a break from things. And, the, you know, the other thing I was going to say too, especially for the pre-nursing students, as well as any major in general, you know, finals come up, midterms, tests, things pack up on each other. And I know that very well. <laughs> so one of the things is you're never too busy to take a break. And that took me 15 years to realize, you know, kind of just like, no, but I have this essay. I have this reading. I, I have this paper and me doing a face mask and, you know, watching Netflix isn't going to get the paper done. No, but it will refresh your brain so that 10 minutes from now, 20 minutes from now, you can sit down and write that paper instead of thinking about the Netflix you didn't watch. And I think that was one of my biggest pieces of advice I would say is just know when you need a break, tune into that, be willing to take it. Otherwise it's just going to keep piling up. There will always be things you need to do and setting aside 10 minutes can, you know, whether it's working out or going for a hike, whatever it is, you know, you, you have to have your thing to fill your cup because if you're not, you know, a Cali or a Kaylee at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to be a student, a friend, you know, a, an employee, you're not, you're just not. So, um, you know, that I would say is a really big thing for me. And like I said earlier, you know, get involved on campus, um, you know, find an instructor or, you know, someone in the administrative department that you can trust um, with, because questions will come up, 
you know, I didn't know how to use my ARR. I didn't know how to figure out what upper GEs I needed to graduate, but they're there to help you. So don't be afraid to seek that out. Yeah. You know, I would just kind of say, accept your pathway, whatever it'll be. And when I started, I did not know that I would graduate with a Spanish degree in three years. I, I mean, just because that was not what was at the forefront of my mind. But like I said, it became the best journey that I've ever had. And now I get to be able to talk about it. So super thankful for having me here. And, um, you know, if anyone has any questions, I'm not sure how they'd be able to reach out to me, but I'm completely happy to talk about nursing, about Spanish. Um, you know, I'm just really passionate about my experiences. So I'm so glad. And some of what you said, I could not have said better myself. Like <laughs> you've been super helpful and your enthusiasm, it just warms me. Thank you so much for speaking yeah. with us today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Feel free to reach out um, if anything comes up or if anyone has any questions. Our second interview is with Carly. Carly majored in sociology and is working toward her master's in public health. All right, Carly, we are recording. So how did you come to Sonoma State? My older sister, actually, and I hope she never hears this because she loves to take credit for the fact that I always copy her and follow her, but she went to Sonoma State. Um, she graduated in 2017, so a little bit before I did, um, but yes, that was the first place, camp, college campus I'd ever really visited and been interested in, and I fell in love with it. It's very charming. So my sister brought me to Sonoma, thankfully. So when you came to Sonoma State, you started out in pre-nursing, right? Yes, I did. Very intense. So what can you tell me about that? Um, I started as a pre-nursing major. I actually applied to all the colleges I applied to when I was deciding to go to college as a pre-nursing major, something I'd thought about. And, you know, I like helping people. I love caring for people. And so I kind of it was a natural progression for me to consider nursing. Um, the Sonoma State's nursing program is unlike anything I'd ever heard of um, in that they admit 50 pre-nursing students. Um, and then at orientation, they told us that only 24 of us, potentially not even all from this cohort, would be admitted into the program. And that was the first time for me I ever kind of took pause and considered the fact that maybe I wasn't gonna get into nursing was in orientation freshman year. And I was like, there's a lot of really smart people in this program and I'm really smart, but there might not be a place for me in the nursing program here. And so that was kind of what started the wheels turning of, okay, what could I do? It didn't change any amount of the effort that I put in. I still tried my hardest in all my prereq classes and all of that good stuff, met all of my requirements that I needed to meet, but obviously I didn't get into the nursing program at Sonoma State. And that kind of flipped my life on its head. And that honestly was such a blessing in disguise for me because it really allowed me to sit down and consider where I saw myself. And it wasn't actually in the nursing field. As much as I loved caring for people and I liked the health part of it, I was really interested in all my science classes. I felt like for me, being somebody who was more inquisitive and very research minded and really interested in policy and politics. And I did a lot of work when I was in high school with local political campaigns, all of those things kind of molded together to push me into sociology, which is what I eventually graduated with. And that has thus shoved me into my journey of my master's in public health. So that's what you're doing now, right? Your master's in public health? 
Yes, yes, I go to UC Berkeley, unfortunately all online now because of COVID, but I am in a master's in public health program with a concentration in health policy and management. Oh, wow. So back at Sonoma State, how do you think pre-nursing prepared you for sociology? Oh my, so in pre-nursing is really, really intense. And I think that's something a lot of students who even started out as pre-nursing, if they didn't end up in nursing, can you know speak to is that it's an intense program and it was rigorous. And so when I got into sociology, I felt like I was coasting. So I really had been prepared to study all hours of the night like I had when I was taking you know microbiology and even anatomy freshman year, I was ready to sit down and like do all of the hard work So when I was faced with sociology, which is more, you know, conceptual thinking and less, you know, facts and numbers, I felt like I got a breath of fresh air and it allowed me to really appreciate the things I was learning because I had so much more time to sit with them. Whereas in pre-nursing, I was like, I have to learn this so that I can pass my test and then pass the next test and then pass the next test until I'm done, you know? So I would say pre-nursing has allowed me to appreciate other forms of learning, that's for sure. I'm so glad to hear that. And now getting your master's in public health, what can you tell me about that? That is a whole beast in itself. And I truly wouldn't have been inspired or motivated to even pursue a master's if it weren't for the Career Center and working at the Career Center and working closely with Becky and Kelsey and Andra and all of the like encouragement and motivation that they gave me in that so much of how I felt after I didn't get into the nursing program and switched to sociology, even though I had considered it before, I felt very defeated by that. It was so disappointing and disheartening. And I know a lot of students feel the same way. So I didn't feel like I was going to go on and do any other schooling. I thought, well, I tried to be a nurse and I couldn't do that. So I can't do anything else. That was honestly my perspective. So Becky, Kelsey, Audra continued to encourage me and push me and, you know, push my skill sets and my, you know, different capabilities. And that was what made me feel confident enough to consider getting a master's. And my master's program is awesome. It's so cool to have such charge over your learning. And because a master's in public health is so specific, I really have a lot of drive and, you know, control over what it is I get to learn about and what kind of research I get to do. So it's been really, really fun, even though it's very hard work. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of really rewarding work, too. I can imagine. So you're looking more at the research side of health, right? Is that what, is that what I'm understanding? Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, I am. And instead of looking like an epidemiologist, which is another thing you can do if you get your master's in public health, is specialize in epidemiology. Epidemiology studies disease patterns and, you know, the processes of disease and where they spread and how they spread and all that kind of stuff is epidemiology. My research is more focused on what kind of policies do we have in place in this country to better people's health and where are they falling short, which is, I mean, surprise, surprise, most places, those things are falling short. So my research specifically looks at policies that are instituted, how they're being implemented, who they're impacting, and if they are actually doing the thing that they set out to do, and if not, how we can adapt and, you know, recenter focus to help people. So you're still getting to achieve your dream of helping people, but you're going to be involved in the more political, the policymaking aspect. That's got to be really exciting for you. 
Yeah, you know what? It really is. And I so appreciate you saying that because it does still really combine the things that, you know, directed me towards nursing originally, which is helping people in big picture, making sure people's health is considered in this country and the impacts that people's health have on bigger societal issues. A lot of the things we see that happen on the day to day are public health issues, homelessness, racial injustice, violence, all of those things are rooted in issues in public health. So I do feel like I still have that I'm getting to help people and I'm going to get big picture, you know, help here, which is what I wanted with nursing. So I'm really glad I found something that still meets that passion. And I can tell you're passionate about it. It's coming through for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So what advice do you have for our listeners? Ideally, people who are studying pre-nursing, but probably won't end up in pre-nursing or are thinking about something else. This is your chance to say anything you'd want to say to our listeners. I would say my biggest advice would be to anybody in any major, honestly at all, but especially pre-nursing students, sit down with yourself and really have that honest conversation. What did you want to get out of nursing? What made you want to do that? For me, it was helping people. And that's a pretty general goal. It wasn't, I didn't want specifically to help people who were in a hospital. I didn't want to specifically, you know, but I sat down with myself and I said, at the end of the day, I wanted from nursing to help people. And so I found another way to do that. And I think that's the most important thing is if you sit down with yourself and say, the only thing I want to do is help people as a nurse. I want to be able to work in a hospital or a medical clinic or something like that. As a nurse, if you sit down and say that to yourself, okay, work your ass off to get there and find a way to do it. But if it's something general, like it was for me, maybe nursing didn't fit and maybe it was never going to fit. And I would also say, if you're a pre-nursing student, even before you start applying and stuff, get your CNA license and start working as a CNA. I did that because it was a requirement for Sonoma State. So I'm sure a lot of people have done it. Um, And it also opened my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't like about nursing. It was sad and it was hard. And I didn't really enjoy it. So it gave me another perspective and another opportunity to find alternatives to my goal. So that would be my recommendation. Sit down with yourself, have an honest conversation about what your goals are big picture with your career and how whatever major you're going to go in fits those goals. And also if you're a pre-nursing student and have no previous medical experience, work as a CNA, see the dirty side of it and see if it's really what you want to do. That's really good advice. And would you mind describing what a CNA does? Yes. Um, So a CNA can do lots of things. Um, It is a license that does not require any background education. You take usually a six to eight week course and CNAs can work. I mean, in hospitals, you do find CNAs and lots of subacute care clinics or rehab centers. I also worked as an in-home CNA. So I went to elderly people's houses and I bathed them and I fed them and I, you know, helped them get to the toilet, all of that kind of stuff, which is similar to what you do in a rehab center. Also where I worked after college was in a rehab center. Um, So it's kind of the nitty gritty of, you know, helping people live their everyday lives if they no longer are capable of doing that themselves. Thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to speak with you and hear your perspective. It sounds like you're going to go really far. Thank you. I appreciate that. Get ready for CareerFest 2021. CareerFest is the annual two-week event tied to the spring career fairs. The first week includes a series of employer panels and career fair preparation workshops 
followed by four industry-specific career fairs. All events and career fairs will be virtual, hosted through the Handshake platform. CareerFest is open to all current students as well as SSU alumni. You can join the fun through Handshake, and you can register for an industry-specific career fair through Handshake as well. See you there! Our final interview is with Lizbeth. Lizbeth double majored in Chicano and Latino studies and philosophy. She is working toward her master's in public policy and is currently interning with the House of Representatives for the House Judiciary Committee with the Immigration and Citizenship Subcommittee. All right, Lizbeth, we are recording. So how did you come to Sonoma State? Hi, Callie. Thanks for the question. Uh, well, I came to Sonoma State from a city called Temecula, California. So my story is a little complicated, I guess, just because I never thought I was going to college. I went through high school just kind of not being the best high school student. I was like, nah, school's not for me. But I always knew I always knew I wanted to do something to help people. So I always thought, you know, maybe I don't know what route to take or how to do that exactly. Um, and so my senior year, I noticed all my friends were applying to colleges and I thought, well, maybe I'll try, you know, like maybe I'll get in somewhere and then that'll kind of like push me in the right direction. So I ended up applying to a bunch of schools. I did pre-nursing just because I thought, what better way to help people than to be a nurse? And I actually wanted to go to Chico State. That was like my top school because I wanted to get as far away from home as possible. <laughs> um, and so I felt like that was far enough away. But then I went to go visit the SSU campus for like the decision weekend or something like that. And I fell in love with the campus and I loved that it was small. And as someone who didn't see, you know, college as a future when I applied, um, I thought it would be good for me to go to a smaller school and, um, you know, be able to garner better relationships with faculty and make friends easier. Um, so I just thought it would be better. Um, and so I decided to go to SSU. That's kind of how I got there. <laughs> That's sort of what happened for me, too. It wasn't really on my radar as much until I visited the campus and fell in love. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So you started out in pre-nursing. And how did that go? Uh, yes, I did pre-nursing just because I remember looking through the applications probably changed by now because I applied what five, six years ago. But when you applied, it was like a list of all the different majors they had. And to be completely honest with you, I didn't understand about 95% of them. I was like, what even is this? Like, what is anthropology? What is sociology? Like, what do these things mean? And pre-nursing stuck out to me. And I was like, nursing would be something that I would like. And I always enjoyed biology. And so I thought maybe this is something I could be successful in. So that's why I applied uh, pre-nursing. And yeah, I stuck with pre-nursing, I think, until my first semester because I took bio. Um, yeah. So what happened after pre-nursing? So I took, uh, I was in the first gen program for my first year. So it's like a program meant for like first generation college students. And I was lucky that I kind of just like randomly got put into this program um, and I didn't really understand it until our first day of class. And so within the first gen program, we take a class called race and social justice. It's a Chicano and Latino studies course. And it was with um, Dr. Daniel Malpica and uh, Nora Wilkins. And they talked about race and social justice and what it meant to be a person of color um, and how historically disenfranchised communities have, you know, lower opportunities. And, you know, we talked about all these things 
And I realized that those conversations made me really excited. And, um, and it was exciting because for the first time I learned about like where, like where Mexican people come from. Like I learned like histories that you would expect someone to learn in like K through 12 education, but you just don't. And so I just, I got really excited about learning about these things. And um, I got lucky that Dr. Malpica was actually the chair of the CALS department. And so he kind of, he kind of took me under his wing early on and realized that I was excited about this class and about these kinds of conversations. And so he encouraged me to apply for, or not to apply, but to take another CALS course in the spring semester. And, um, and he kind of made me realize or helped me realize that nursing wasn't really the route that I wanted to take, but it was rather something more like social justice oriented. And so I actually changed my major a few times. Um, I changed it to Spanish. I'm fluent in Spanish, right? So I'm like a native Spanish speaker. And so I was like, maybe I could be like a Spanish professor. That would be kind of cool. And so I changed my major to Spanish and then I didn't even get to take a Spanish course, I don't think. Um, and then I took the second CALS course and I realized that those, those classes made me really excited to go to class. And so then I changed my major to CALS, which is, I guess, hard to do your first year just because you're mostly taking like general education courses, which oftentimes aren't the most exciting. But then I got to take a political science class. I think it was with Emily Ray in the political science department, and she's amazing. And she teaches um, political philosophy. And, and then that made me kind of excited about like philosophy. And I also had no idea what philosophy even meant or like what the philosophy study was. Dr. Megan Burke, and she teaches race and social justice philosophy, like gender philosophy. And it was fascinating to me to kind of learn about why our systems work in the way that they do. Um, and how they were built and how they were created and established and kind of how they've been maintained over the years. And so that was interesting to me. And in reading all of that stuff, I was like, wow, this stuff is really messed up. Um, we should change it. And so then I ended up majoring in philosophy and CALS. So I double majored. And that's oh, wow. Kind of, I, yeah, I flipped to both of those majors, which were very different from pre-nursing. Um, and I did that, I think, first semester of sophomore year or maybe my second semester and then from then on I kind of stuck on to those. So you were able to sort of pursue your goal of helping people but in a different way than nursing would allow. Yes exactly so yeah. <laughs> so what do you do now? So now I am I'm in a master's program right now it's a master's of public policy so it's pretty much if you want to help write laws or analyze policies or like consult people on consult companies on how to be, you know, better institutions and organizations in the market, how to be um, more conscientious of others. And uh, my current position, I intern with the House of Representatives. So I intern for the House Judiciary Committee. I intern for the Immigration and Citizenship Subcommittee. So we are the body that helps push immigration laws. So we just actually had two bills passed last week in the House of Representatives, um, which was awesome. The Dream, the Dream and Promise Act and the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy now sitting here talking to you about like pre-nursing and SSU and now it's like full circle. <laughs> so what's what's that like? Tell me about it. What's your favorite part? I help them, you know, research and 
write bills and do all kinds of stuff. I do, I'm an intern, so I don't do like a lot of high level stuff, but I still get to help the team. And I guess my favorite part is that I've been able to like share my experiences with the team and offer a different perspective than like some other people might not have realized um, as a person who comes from like an immigrant background. I think oftentimes like the experiences of the people who are experiencing the marginalization are overlooked and they don't get brought into the conversation. So my favorite part of my job is that I'm kind of able to add that voice into the conversation and make sure that it's being acknowledged. Oh, I'm so glad. It sounds like you're really doing some good. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) With your master's of public policy, what are you looking to do with that? So I'm still in my first year. So there still hasn't been this like, aha, this is what I want to do moment. But I'm specializing in social policy and immigration policy. So I'm really passionate about immigration policy. I always have been. Um, I worked at a law firm in undergrad for immigration, and I really enjoyed the work there. Um, And it's kind of been a focal point of a lot of the work that I do now. But I also like issues that fall under social policy. So like housing and um, poverty and homelessness, like all of those issues. So if I could work either, you know, within a legislative body that helps write policies to help disenfranchised people, I think that I would be really happy. I'm thinking next of going into like the advocacy or nonprofit world, just because that's one of the experiences I don't have. And I think that they do incredible work in getting a lot of this legislation pushed. And so uh, I would love to work for a body like that, but it's still up in the air. I thought right out of SSU, I always thought maybe one day I'll run for Congress. And I think that maybe that's still like a really far ahead goal of mine. But as for right after I graduate, um, it's still kind of up in the air. I've been applying to a lot of internships and a lot of jobs a little bit out of my field or a little bit out of my comfort zone, just so that I can closing that skills gap so that when I enter the job market, um, I'm more of like a well-rounded applicant and I have a better idea of how to do, you know, different things within um, the policy realm. And I think that brings us about to the close of the interview, but I have one more question. And that is, what advice would you offer current students at SSU? You could, it could be general advice. It could be advice for people who started out in pre-nursing, but are looking to do something different. Just anything you want to say. My general piece of advice, I feel like always to still SSU students is make connections. I know that everyone says this, but making connections is seriously so important. If it wouldn't have been for people within the first gen program, like Dr. Malpica, like Betsy, like uh, Betsy, like um, Nora, like everyone who kind of helped me figure out what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be, or even opened up opportunities for me, um, I wouldn't be where I am. Um, Dr. Malpica was the one who got me the job at the law firm, which then kind of helped me realize that that was the kind of policy that I liked, which pushed me into my career. Um, And also they open doors and opportunities for you. So by me talking to different professors, they introduced me to the McNair program on campus. And so I was able to do research and I was able to discover things that um, I didn't even know were a possibility for me like grad school, right? And then another thing would be to take every opportunity that you can, even if it feels like you're not ready or like you wouldn't be good at it or like you don't know anything about it. I wish more than anything that I would have taken, you know, another public speaking course in undergrad or, you know, a class on how to write, you know, grants or writing letters a little more effectively, just anything. 
anything that will help you like widen your skills, your skill set, um, just so that you know a little bit of everything is really helpful. And SSU has a lot of really amazing resources that I think students often don't utilize, like the Career Center, you know, like LARC, like the library. Oh my God, I spent so many hours in the library. <laughs> um, my last little cheat piece of advice, I used to be a peer mentor. So I used to tell my students this all the time. But if you don't want to buy your books, you can borrow them through the library. The library has every single book for every single class that you'll ever need. And you can borrow them from any CSU, like literally in all of California. So if you don't want to buy a book, go to the library. They have it, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And still super relevant as we're all yeah. looking at like expenses for next semester now. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us. I think that this is going to be super beneficial for everybody that listens. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Let's finish with takeaways from today's interviews. First, be prepared to reassess what made you choose a specific major in the first place when things are not going as planned. It's okay to step back and think about why you were drawn to that major and whether you could find fulfillment in other places too. Often, we get stuck thinking that there is one correct path for us to take, and when we are forced to detour, it can be really disheartening. Be sure to consider all other options and be open to new experiences. Talk to professors, talk with other departments, seek advising, and never be afraid to reach out to the Career Center. It's what we are here for. Also, remember that self-care is actually necessary. Don't be hard on yourself when you feel overwhelmed and need to do something fun or mindless. It's your body's way of telling you to rest so that you can go back to your tasks with fresh eyes and a recharged mind. As always, make connections, speak up when you need guidance, and stay involved on campus in order to maximize your success. Stay tuned for more career content and make sure to attend our Career Fest. Thank you for listening.